Welcome to season four of the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Over the first three seasons of the Gamers Change Lives podcast, we've had the opportunity to speak with men and women around the world who are staking their claim in the esports industry. This season, the theme is going to be accelerating success and harnessing the power of esports incubators and accelerators. Tom and his team are going to highlight the crucial role that incubators and accelerators have on the esports industry and showcase the journeys of entrepreneurs who have leveraged these programs to propel their businesses forward. And now, here's your host, Tom Leonard. I'm Tom Leonard. I'm the host of the Gamers Change Lives podcast, where we talk about how esports can create jobs all over the world. Play games, create jobs, change lives. In season one, we talked about jobs. In season two, we talked about follow the money. In season three, we talked about business basics. And now in season four, we're calling it Accelerating Esports Success. We're talking to people around the world, telling the stories of how entrepreneurs, esports and non-esports can tap into resources provided by accelerators, incubators, and other platforms to hone their business skills. The goal of our conversations is to provide inspiration to esports entrepreneurs, both new and established, to seek tools, training, mentorship, networking, and more through established platforms. Today, this is, this is, this is going to be a fun episode. We have two, two returning guests. We have uh, Reginald Masala, who, of course, everyone here on the podcast already knows uh, as, as the executive producer, and he's the one that makes everything happen here, and Cholwe Shabukali. And she is the co-founder and manager, managing director of Team Chemitrix and a lot more. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi, Tom. Hi, Reg. Hey there. Yeah, hi, hello. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Chowe, where are you speaking to us from? I'm speaking to you from uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Great. And in Reginald? Yeah, so I'm uh, in a small city called Shenyang in China, mainland China. Okay, so we are all, and I'm here in California. We are all over the world here. And today, what we wanted to do is just kind of have an introduction to what are incubators, what are accelerators, because both of you have industry experience in these fields. So um, let's start with you, Reginald. What is an incubator? Yeah, so um, uh, maybe from the 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 definition of an incubator, um, it's a place where ideas or um, business ideas are developed into, you know, full companies or with the hope of them, you know, um, surviving and becoming uh, a full business. So there are different types, different configurations, different, um, uh, you know, um, directions and, and, and of how they are constituted. But I think basically... An incubator is a place where an entrepreneur, sometimes you don't even have to be an entrepreneur, goes goes in there and then goes through some level of training to develop, you know, his business. A lot of times there are mentors available, uh, yeah, depending on depending on design. So yeah. And the goal is that for for the business to receive or the for the idea to receive support and for it to become um, you know, before it it goes out into the real world, yeah. So, so we, you're saying there is the incubators are sometimes just people with ideas, not with companies that you can just have an idea and you can you can participate in an incubator. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I think, um, yeah. So basically that's how it works, but there, there's been a lot of innovations that has been going on too with incubators. Now there are some incubators that you can just go there as a co-founder. So you are the one without an idea. Sometimes you can have an idea, but without a team and you can get into the incubator and then you can, you can recruit or sometimes you can, you can have, um, someone join you with a co-founder, depending on the skills that you want. So there are different, different, um, uh, you know, innovation and, 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 you know, development in the space. But basically a lot of times, maybe two people go there or one person goes there with an idea, hoping to turn it into a business. And then you go there and the idea is evaluated or, you know, developed till it 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 becomes a, a you know an MVP most of, most of the times <laughs> to get you know yes. for it to get to your MVP uh, your minimum viable product or to become a full business and the duration of the incubation sometimes can be as quick as um, six weeks or sometimes it can be a year or more yeah yeah so so Choe in in your experience if someone asks you what is an incubator? What would you say? <laughs> um, my definition is similar to Reginald um, because an incubator is um, a place where a startup co-founder um, would go to really um, prune their idea or add more value to the concept of their business. And uh, when they come out of it, they come out with it out of the incubator with more value, um, a polished business model and a better strategy on how to execute their business or idea in the real world after engaging with uh, mentors, uh, resources around business, and uh, exposure to um, maybe uh, investors or uh, opportunities that would help uh, make their idea of business better after the duration. So how much experience does someone have to have before they can join an incubator? Um, sometimes all you need is just to have an idea. <laughs> uh, there are some incubators that, uh, really have, uh, a calling because when you apply, uh, they state what they need from, uh, a co-founder or a founder. So they could say, okay, we need someone with uh, a business idea, early stage business idea, or we need, uh, uh, founders to apply who have, um, a business that has been running for two years or maybe a year or three years. And then you go through a, a, a length of um, incubation of maybe six to 12 months. So it just depends on what criteria the actual incubator is looking for at that particular time or the particular project that they're targeting to reach. So it depends. Yeah. yeah. Staying with you, Choi, can you describe maybe in a little more detail what it is that an entrepreneur can get from an incubator? Because you're, you're describing a few a few things there, is there maybe the best way is? Can you talk a little bit about your experience of working with incubators and what it is that you got out of their programs? Oh yeah, um, when I worked uh, with an incubator called Bongo Hive uh, here in Lusaka, um, one of the most important uh, things and value that I got was really uh, learning more about business models and how to execute. Uh, business models um, at a, a market stage. Um, so I really got to know more about that and uh, really understand um, how to run a business from the grassroots. And uh, the other value that I got was networking. 
uh, because um, initially when starting my business, I thought, okay, I'll just do this on my own and I'll just make it through. But um, one thing um, I learned, valuable information I learned was you shouldn't be too ashamed to ask for help. And uh, from that point, I learned more about networking and uh, really increasing the value of uh, my network because your network is your net worth. That's so true. Um, I can't even stress that <laughs> uh, enough. But um, through Bongo Hive, I was able to meet uh, my current uh, th second business partner and um, uh, other people uh, within the Zambian uh, business space that have really helped me grow as both an entrepreneur and a business owner. So uh, being part of an incubator is very valuable if you have access to one locally uh, or within your network because you really learn so much uh, when it comes down to your business. You learn how to uh, compact, compact, I don't know how to say this word, <laughs> uh, how to categorize your business. Uh, so, you know, you have your financial side, you have your marketing side, you have your strategy side. Uh, you, you very much so learn how to structure your business and how to execute it from more angles uh, and get ready for the market. So it basically makes you ready for market approach. So that's that's the most value that you get from an incubator. I think no, I, I, all kinds of great things that you're saying there. I think one of the things that we find in talking to a lot of esports people is that they come they come from gamers. They're gamers. And then they, they decide that they want to do something. They want to, I want to do this for a business. I want to play games for, for, for a business sort of thing. And they're really good at the gaming side of things. And maybe they're not, uh, don't have the business background. And so there are resources out there. Reginald, how about for you? What, what's been your experience with Acceler with incubators and, uh, what do people get out of them? What, what do people, what should people expect to get out of them? Let's say. Yeah, I um yeah, okay, so for me my experience was a maybe a little bit different from Choi because I jumped into an incubator um after school, after university. Um because um I together with my roommate we had already decided that we were going to start a company. So our university started um an incubator. Um I mean it's, it's something that has become very very common with universities also trying to um, invest and build companies. So for us, we did not really have the, the first benefit that we, 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 we gained was the mindset shift of, um, you know, starting a business, being a founder, what it means, how the real world is and how difficult the terrain is. And you are not going to be like your, um, colleague in engineering, um, 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 classmates who let's say got a job at a telecommunications company or either aerospace or maybe who got a job at the airline or the air force right they would have a guaranteed source of income whilst you are still looking for your first customer so the the, the incubator you know the first thing was the mindset um, shift and um our professors you know obviously some of them could not give us that mindset so they always used to invite um, alumni who had gone into entrepreneurship to come and talk to us, sort of to, to, to prep us up, to talk to us about what really matters, what you should really chase, you know, what growth means. And it points you out in a direction and then it makes you focus on the main things because when you are starting, especially when you are bootstrapping 
And there are certain things that you should focus on. You should focus more on customers. Sometimes, you know, it might be difficult to, to get an investor or to get someone to believe in you. So the incubator gives you the realities of the ground, which is very, very, very important and what to focus on. So that's what we, we gained. And then also we also gained from the, the ecosystem because, um, the incubator that we joined, the, their goal was to, um, target 20 businesses and see the ones that can survive or the ones that can grow. So we were in the incubator with other founders. And I think after some time, we realized that some people were quitting. <laughs> so because some of them had job offers, some of them realized that, you know, after they pitched their idea and they went through, they realized that mm, this idea that I had in my university dormitory, <laughs> it, it is not maybe. And, and that was way back in 2013. Um, Tech and IT adoptions was, you know, especially the city where I was. It wasn't the capital. So sometimes you realize that your product is good, your, your your business is good, but it is not. There is no market fit. I think one of the big things that they taught us: product market fit. There was the market wasn't either the market wasn't ready for that, or the supporting businesses were not available. So some people moved to other cities to go on and start their business. Some also realized that. Um, Maybe it's not time for me to be a founder. Some to, you know, you know, the talent. And, and, and for example, we had a guy who was into, who wanted to start a computer animations and graphics company. And in the incubator, um, we were fortunate to receive laptops, but he needed a higher, a big spec, you know, a more expensive machine for his rendering and all that. So he, he realized that even before he had to start seven customers, he needed to get some equipment. So there's a lot of, you know, good things about the incubator. So it depends. I mean, if you find yourself in an incubator that provides seed funding all the way, that is great. Some to, you know, yeah, but I think no matter what they provide, you would definitely, there's, there's, there's still going to be a lot of benefit for the founder for, you know, or for you going to an incubator. One of the things I, I hear you talking about, which I've, I found really to be true at business school was that you learn from the program, but you learn maybe more or just as much from the other students. And I'm sure that in an incubator, you're, you're like, you know, you're getting the program, but also just that be able to connect with other founders at all different levels has to be valuable. Reginald, staying with you, it's where do people, so, so let's say someone says, Hey, I want to investigate this. I want to know more. Where, where can people start searching for? incubators out there is that is it uh starting on google are there other places yeah i think uh google is a big is, is a very very good place to start i think that with the incubators like we have basically maybe let me say two or three types we have the local ones for example for a lot of developing countries especially in africa maybe in asia that is um, hit with a lot of youth unemployment um, entrepreneurship is seen as a solution, which I also believe in it. So you have a lot of governments that are partnering with hubs and, you know, incubators to, 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 en to encourage or to support more entrepreneurs. So locally, there's a lot of information going around. So you can contact your local, um, youth ministry or your, um, most, most countries now have, um, um, entrepreneurial agencies at the local government and at the national government level. We also have regional incubators. Some of them are, 
are, are specific um, in the type of business that they want. Like, for example, we have ones that are interested only in environment or sustainable businesses. We have incubators for only, um, let's say, marine. Um, we have incubators for creatives, uh, you know, podcasters, designers, you know, all those kind of things. And then we also have some are, that are for um, waste, which is becoming more popular these days. That's recycling, circular economy and all that. So you have those ones coming in. You have a lot of international development agencies. Like, for example, UNICEF has an incubator in Ghana. It's called the UNICEF um, Startup Lab. So you can you can, you can can start looking in places like that. And then we have the international incubators like Y Combinator. You have Startup 500. You know, those ones are the global ones that have um, like Founders, Founders Institute, FI. Um, um, I think coming from California, they pick startups all over the world. They have regional chapters that you can apply and then you can, you can participate uh, virtually, but most of them would have different, different requirements. Most of them will have different, different requirements. So I think, and then you can also check on my favorite, uh, social media, <laughs> uh, platform, LinkedIn. I think that, you know, you can always, when you start looking for the words, the keywords are hubs you know, uh, incubators, <laughs> maybe accelerators. So you can, you can, you can find them all over the place. They are, they are very easy to, to find. Or you can reach out to any, um, anyone in the startup world who, you know, identifies himself as a, an angel investor or a, a startup mentor or a, a co-founder. I think when you ask two or three of them who are, who are in the, in the, in the, in the ecosystem, they will definitely, uh, point you out to the right direction. Rachel, can you talk a little bit about alumni from these organizations? First, can you talk about what it's like if you've gone through an organization? What what happens afterwards? What kind of uh, networking opportunities do you find? Yeah, um, well, I, after the program, uh, for, um, first of all, they always try and um, keep um, contact with you. Because when you come out from the, the, the incubator or from the program, it's like they gave birth to you in a particular way. So they're always, um, interested in your, in your progress. Um, especially. When could you, you could you repeat that? <laughs> it's like they gave birth to you. And because the, <laughs> the, the, you know, it's always about the, the reputation when a company succeeds everybody wants to be part of the success story. Like we say in Africa, you know, success has many friends. Failure is isolated. So it's an orphan. Yeah. It's an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Failure is an orphan. So they, they, they always try to keep tabs on you. I remember that, that the accelerator that, um, the incubator that we went through, they always used to, you know, tell the, 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 the communications and the program director that, you know, keep calling this guy, these guys, Try and invite them to, you know, to talk to the students. The, the, and, and especially when it comes to fundraising, because sometimes setting, um, fund and opportunities and partners come to these, um, incubators and accelerators and they might be looking for a startup in the area where you are. So as soon as that happens, you will be the first person that they'll reach out to. So it's, it's always important that you are in their network. You, sometimes you have to even, you know, let them know what you are, you are about. Maybe the, the new markets that you are, you are entering or the progress that you've made and they, they can help you. 
with the incubator that I, I, I went through up till now, they keep organizing, um, sometimes webinars when they have someone, um, you know, very, very important, let's say in the country, they organize these mixers and networking events that they, they do send invitations. Sometimes there are also some government policy change and some things that could be of benefit or some information that would be important to you that they let you know. And also, you also have a big part of um, inspiring and encouraging upcoming entrepreneurs. And sometimes somebody might come into the, 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 the incubator with doing something similar to yours. So it could be a, an opportunity for you to, um, you know, partner or maybe acquire that, um, 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 you know, uh, business. So it's always an ecosystem. One thing about the startup world is that everybody knows everybody. And I, I like what Toby said that if your organization is not ready for that, you know, um, uh, program, don't try and, you know, be very real, be genuine. If you're not fit for that program, don't force yourself because the people that you meet a lot of times, the mentors, I've been to, um, uh, an incubator program that I, I had some particular mentors of the program. When I went to another one, I met the same mentors, you know, for certain um, specific topics. So you can see. And then when you go and then you perform poorly or you are not honest, you, you, you are not genuine in, in the, in the previous program, you already have a bad name starting. You're already starting from a bad foot. So, um, yeah. So it's very, very important to keep that relationship. And even if you don't succeed, even if you had some challenges, it's also very, very important to, 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 you know, to open up, let them know a lot of times they, they still want to help. They still want to be part, especially sometimes I see founders get upset because like, for example, the incubator that I went to, they, they selected, um, top three startups that they funded or they gave them some sort of some, um, prize money. Right. And we were about 20 and only three got it. So some people might be upset. You know, I thought I had a very good company. I had all the metrics were okay. I had traction, I had customers, but why didn't I get the, <laughs> and then some of them said, Oh, you know, it wasn't fair. They get upset, but you know, it's not like that. Maybe they were looking at different things. Maybe the judges were looking at different things. So it's always important to, to keep that communication and that, 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 um, you know, uh, that relationship because relationship is all that matters in, in, in the, yes. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the money because that's one of the things I think that that's key is because the way I understand it, some programs, well, like you're saying, there's, there's prize for the top three. Some programs can result in, in money. Others don't. Others provide opportunity to pitch uh, people who do have money um, out there. Could you do, talk a little bit about different – what should someone expect from a money standpoint going into an incubator? Yeah, so um, it depends on um, how the, the, you know, how the program is advertised a lot of times. Uh, a lot of times they – they say, or a lot of times they will tell you that startups, um, you could, so they make it a possibility because obviously they have to check your commitment level and the energy which you are bringing into the incubator. So there are some programs which are very rare that all the 
startups receive funding if you're able to successfully finish the program a lot of times you get it in the form of a grant there are some incubators for example the incubator that i i went to there was funding from the world bank but the funding they didn't give it they didn't give it to us in cash they they, they made it they turned into laptop an office space with a with a desk and a chair and then um uh a room, a multi-purpose room for printing your business cards and all those kind of things. So that was the funding, right? In terms, so that was monetized and say, okay, all the startups got ten thousand dollars, you know, but you never got the ten thousand check, right? So, 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 so there are some like that, and and it has to be, it has to be clear. There are some too that they tell you that at the end of the program we are going to have a demo day. You're going to pitch to investors and then the, the incubator has a small fund that they will give to the top three performing, you know, um, or the, or the top three promising ones. Then we also went to an incubator program that after that, the money was given to us in the, in the form of Amazon, um, web service cloud credits. So a hundred thousand dollars, you know, worth of that because the incubator was for tech companies. So your company has to be, te- you know, being tech, you're developing a, 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 you know, a product. So that's how they do it. Sometimes you even have access to a, a particular software where they give you the, the, they pay for the license for you to use it for maybe a year or two. And that was also categorized in, 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 you know, in money terms, in monetary terms. So sometimes you have to be really, really clear of that when you are going into um the, the the incubator or the accelerator you know the accelerator some of the government ones do provide funding for all the participants who who you know who go into a different you know levels and all that so that's a little bit about the the money but i think the best one is when even if they don't give you money sometimes they introduce like for example they introduce us to the ghana angels network you know they they open up those um 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 networking opportunities where you could have the chance to interact with the, you know, with an angel investor and then they help you out with all the documentation. So sometimes they might provide that, uh, uh, you know, opportunity for you. Yeah. 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 And for you, for you, Choi, when it comes to the money side of things, Reginald was was describing his experiences for you, would you, um, what should people expect when it comes to money um, from these um, from participating in these programs? Do they all offer money? Do just some offer money? What's been your experience? Um, within my experience, um, not all of them offer money. Um, when I went through my uh, launch accelerator program with Bongo Hive, uh, they gave us uh, value in form of access to resources, uh, similar to what Reginald went through. Uh, we were given uh, three months access to office space, uh, free internet. Uh, we were also given access to one-on-one sessions with uh, a business coach uh, who could, uh, you know, check in with us every week for accountability on where our business is that week. Uh, we also had access to financial, uh, a financial accountant. We had legal access as well to a law law firm that used to provide us with uh, legal services uh, once a week or three months. So um, really the value depends. 
And uh, it's important to really pay attention to the criteria of what this accelerator program within the incubator is providing, as well as to what you get at the exit point of that program. Is it value worth your time? That is very important. But for the in-person programs, I think the advantage is the relationship that you get and then the, the whole atmosphere. It's like, you know, when you see other, you know, founders, you know, making a sale, the, the joy, the excitement with, with, you know, with, with, with getting a contract and people, you know, customers coming in and, and you can just walk across, you know, to, to another founder and then exchange ideas. And those chats are very, very, very important on how to navigate. You, sometimes you have the mentors or the, the you know, their, their, their office together. I remember one of the in-person incubator programs, we could all jump on a bus, you know, visit certain important places, <laughs> um, you know, visit the community, some of the places that we're expecting business from. Sometimes they can just take you there and then just, you know, arrange for a one-on-one that, hey, I want, <laughs> I'm building a, a, a service for your organization. So you see all that kind of, you know, energy and commitment and if you have um, um especially in the beginning when you, you you hire people you want to see them work you want to see their work attitude and all that so the the in-person one is is always is always um that that atmosphere is there you feel that you are part, it's more like a boot camp you know sort of thing you feel you're part of something and the energy is there and sometimes you have some very very high level people who just walking for example, the one that invested that, for example, if there was anybody, any alumni doing something big, like I remember we had um, one of the guys who brought uh, Western Union to Ghana, a huge, a big, big entrepreneur, you know, worth millions and millions of dollars. He came around and he passed through the incubator to see us. And if, if it was a virtual program, we, we wouldn't have had that, um, that opportunity. So the in-person programs has that kind of feeling. You feel that you are doing something important. You feel that, you know, that support is there. And especially in the university, like in that environment, all the, the other students, the undergrads, you know, they could pass by and say, Hey, these are the guys building the next big companies. These are the, the top 20 startups. And you feel, <laughs> you feel like a star. You feel like a, uh, you know, a super entrepreneur. And sometimes, you even have some courses, you know, bring them to, to the, to the incubator space to come and interact with you guys and find out the things that you are doing. So it's, 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 it's that kind of, you know, excitement and energy and drawing strength from each other and discussing your challenges because we all face the same challenges and, and, and all that. So that's, that that energy is good for, for that. But, but, you know, but virtual programs also have their own advantages. Like for example, um, a time came where our team were in different cities, so the only way we could participate in, 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 in the in the program was to was to do it virtually. Yeah. So, uh, Joey, can you talk a little bit about should people go through multiple programs, or or what's it, what's the value if you go through some a program like Bongo Hive? There, should you then start looking at um, at other programs as well? Um, so it depends on what your business, the stage of your business, and also what exactly you're looking for. 
So there's no such thing as too much opportunity. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, like for me, I've been through personally, I've been through two, uh, accelerator programs and each of them provided different value and different opportunities. So, um, I believe in looking at the particular stage of your business and then seeing if there's a correlation with what the particular program is providing that could add more value to your growth as you're building that business. And then that's an opportunity that's viable for you to go into. But if it's not going to add value, it's just redundant. It's the same thing that you did with the previous program. Then maybe it's just a waste of your time and you need to just focus on building your business. But if you if you can see that there's actual value that you haven't had access to, like for example, um, uh, what do you call this? I, I believe Reginald mentioned something about networking. So there are some incubators that provide physical access and online access. So maybe the previous incubator you are in was just online and you didn't really have the access to actually connect more with other entrepreneurs or other people in your ecosystem. So that's more value. So you see the more, the more value coming in with the networking aspect. So maybe it's something that you should be considering. So you need to really be honest with yourself and look at the criteria of the program and see and assess if it's more value for you or it's just a waste of your time. No, that, that makes sense. Some of the people we've talked to here have, uh, have said that there's a difference. They've noticed a difference between um, uh, programs in, in a, a lot of emerging markets versus programs, let's say in the U.S. or, or Europe. They're saying that programs here are, are focused on making money. It's like we want to teach you skills to make money. And in a lot of other places in the world, we want to teach you skills to create jobs, jobs for yourself and jobs for others. Do you feel that in your particular area and your experience, is the focus on a lot of accelerators um, a way to create jobs? Um, I, I believe so. Um, for uh, for my experience uh, within Zambia at uh, Bongo Hive and the ac- various accelerator programs uh, that they have running that I've been through, um, the focus has been on making money. Uh, so we, we, we always used to talk about like, okay, revenue growth, revenue growth. Those are the two main things that we used to focus on. Um, so it was always on revenue and growth. So by growth, it means giving more value to your customers and also providing opportunities within your ecosystem. So that could be jobs. But at the same time, it was also correlating with revenue. So those are the two main things that they were teaching us to focus on when it came to building the businesses. So as much as we uh, are focused on building more jobs and opportunities for people within our ecosystem, it's also about the, the growth in terms of revenue. So it's relatively both for us here. Reginald, what about for you? Do you think it's uh, money versus jobs? Yeah, I think um, it depends who is um, behind the, the the incubator. I think the, the normally the ones coming from the government side um, and the international development agencies, they theirs is focused on on jobs, and 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 I think now the environment also, um, but it, it, you know. It's focused more, more and more on jobs, more and more on um, creating that ecosystem. Because, for example, in my country, most of the jobs are are created by the informal sector, SMEs, what they call small medium enterprises. So, from from statistics and from 
what works, empowering them to scale, resulting creating more jobs and developing the 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 whole economy. So those ones are basically um, you know looked at um, um, for jobs. But if you if you join a bigger more of the international accelerators like um, um, you know YC and 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 some of the ones that are coming up, they are you know. You can go with a small team. They don't really look at much about the jobs you are creating, but they look at the value and how innovative your your company is. And if you are a very lean company and you have great potential, you are a, a best fit for them. But for the other ones coming from international development agencies, sometimes they have questions like, "Do you how many women are in your company? Do you have a, a woman in your in your founding team? How many jobs have you created?" How many volunteers do you have? They, 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 all these things are part of the assessment to get you into it. So you can see where the, the focus is. How many people do you pay? Yeah, you know, so <laughs> these are questions to, to let you know that they are, they are looking at your potential from that, from, from that, uh, angle. and sometimes you, you need to, in applying, you have to state how potentially, you know, how many potential jobs you're, your startup can create as, as part of the requirements. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense out there. So it kind of wrap, starting to wrap up here. It's like any, any, um, any last thoughts from either one of you? Um, we'll start with you, Reginald on, on why, why, why should we be, why should we be even be doing a season on incubators and accelerators? Yeah, because, um, I think it's it's very very important if you are not in quote the serial entrepreneur. That's you know you have the experience in bootstrapping. You know what to do. You know how to build the companies you built and sold companies. But if you are you are starting out, especially in esports or any other business, in a dynamic um, industry, there's a lot of things to to learn. And I think one of the fastest ways of 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 learning is learning from other people's experience and learning from what works. So being through an incubator and accelerator is very, very important. In fact, I, I, I spoke to an, uh, a founder, his, his strategy is incubators, accelerators, and pitch competitions, because he said, nobody knows him and that's how he can, you know, he can get publicity. Cause one of the good things about incubator accelerators is that once you are done, Sometimes they do a LinkedIn post about you. Sometimes they write your name in the newspaper. And and I had that experience. And immediately, without even announcing yourself, all the people in the ecosystem knows you. 20 startups have graduated from the incubator and there's their name and these are their founders. So that, that gives you that sort of um, um, value even before you even start. And for him, his strategy was, you know, when... When there's an incubator program, he goes in, he wins the 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 prize money, and then he adds it to his, you know, uh, uh, you know, to grow his company. So, but I mean, even if that's not your motivation, it's always great to have the mentors. It's always great to have the network. It's always great to have the legal support. I went to an incubator. I didn't know a lot about data protection, how it was important for my startup, but we had a legal team in the incubator. That took us through all that 
all the requirements, how to register, what the law says about it. Because sometimes you are laser focused on your on your startup and you tend to forget some little things that can really, really affect you, that can get you even into legal trouble. So, you know, all these kind of, what type of bank accounts should you have? So there are very, very important things that you need that can help you, that can accelerate you, you know, quickly and, you know, stop you from failing, um, you know, um, getting yourself into challenges or troubles that was that could have been easily avoided with some little knowledge or insights. Yeah. No, makes makes sense. So, Choe, for you, what, why should we be doing a a, a a season on incubators and accelerators? Um, I I believe it's very important. Um, uh, you know, instead of you as an entrepreneur, whether whatever sector you're in, going through a whole four year program or an MBA on how to run your business, you could just go through an accelerator of three months or six months and get the value in the bits and pieces that is really needed for you to actually execute in the marketplace um, immediately are done. And the beauty about it is you get the constant guidance weekly on how to improve your business and where you are at in that particular stage of your business. So that's one of the value that I really see. And then the other value is that in majority of the cases, when it comes to these incubator programs, you find that you're actually being uh, provided the resources and value by entrepreneurs. So, you know, you're being provided that um, value by people who actually know what you're going through or have been at the particular stage um, in your business that you are at. So you won't feel that it's a lecturer who's never actually run a business in your degree, <laughs> but you're actually listening and talking to, you know, someone who's actually who actually feels the pain <laughs> of you running your own business from the ground up bootstrapping trying to learn models financial planning the legality of business and you actually get the value that will actually help your business grow and be successful so um i feel that incubator programs are really vital um at the early stages of a business growing and they're also a, a great value for founders to actually build their mindset and build their mental resources as they are growing the business. Because there's a shift that happens when you go through an incubator. Uh, you realize that you're part of a huge puzzle in the community because, you know, at the end of the day, society is built up on the foundations of entrepreneurs and the various businesses we create in different sectors of society. And you find yourself part of this huge puzzle of solving how best we can improve each other's lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And you find out that you're not an island and your business is not an island and you figure out how, how well you can work with other businesses and other founders to improve your community in that particular point. So incubators are really vital to know about. Accelerator programs are really good and it's really important and it's great that you, you're also creating um, a season that's really focused on this because it's very good information for everyone to know about. Great, great. No, that's a great way to... Uh... To frame it there, and yeah, and when you when you're looking at you know starting out building your business, it can seem overwhelming. But uh, but someone really smart told me once, um, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I have used I have used that line that you gave me on uh, when you were here before. That is that that's a good one there. So uh, no, uh, Joey. Reginald, 
really appreciate your time here. Um, th- this is great. And this is going to be, a, this is going to be a good season. We already, Reginald's already been working his magic to find some really good people to, um, to be talking to this season. So thanks, Chalway. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and thanks, Reginald. Thank you. Yes. So again, this is the Gamers Change Lives podcast. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast and engage with us on social media. That's where we get the most interaction. That's where we get the most value from these conversations. So you can find us all over, especially LinkedIn. So follow us and engage with us. Gamers Change Lives podcast, play games, create jobs, change lives. Thanks. You've just heard the Gamers Change Lives podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed, do so right now so that you can stay up to date with episodes as soon as they're uploaded. And so you can hit the ground running on changing your esports adventure forever. You can also visit us at GamersChangeLivesPodcast.com. Play games, create jobs, change lives. Thanks for listening.